Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the Next High School podcast. My name is Nathan Robinson. I am Lenny Weldon, the school counselor here at Next High School. Lenny, I've worked with you at Next High School for several years now. Uh, do you want to say a little bit about what led you to our school and sort of some of the things you really enjoy about being here? Sure. Um, I One of the biggest things that has attracted me to Next High School um, to initially start working here was the fact that I was given a blank slate. Things are very individualized here and I was given the ability and even asked you know to really kind of create the counseling department Um, so I was able to think outside of the box as opposed to in some of the bigger high schools and create something that would work for the space and the students here. When you were first creating that sort of vision for the counseling department at the school what was what was some of your vision or your motivation um, when you as you took on that challenge? I think the biggest thing I always say to the parents is it takes a village and it's just, it takes everybody working together as a team. Can you kind of describe who's, who are the members of that village here when it comes to sort of supporting our students? When working with a student, there's obviously there's their life here at school, uh, the relationships they have here with either other students or um, staff and teachers and support staff as well. Um, there's relationships they have within the community as well as the relationships with their family and friends outside of the school. So, um, you know, when, when trying to look at the whole picture for a student and how we can support them academically, if things aren't going well outside of school, then it makes it really difficult for classes and score to really become a priority. So when you see somebody that's struggling, um, we want to reach out and figure out what it is that is keeping them stuck. And what do we need to do to get them unstuck? And working with the parents um, or, you know, whatever family members that the, that the student is staying with, um, as well as, you know, any teachers and relationships and, and pros and, and support staff here that they're close with as well, um, and working with all of them um, to work with the student to help them and support them. So let's dive into a few specifics. Um, let's start with academics. When we talk about uh, Next High School is uniquely able to meet a student where they are and help them get sort of from where they are to where they need to be, including graduation, including these these major milestones. But what does that look like when it comes to academics? A student who may be either struggling with academics or behind in credits, um, what does that look like? Um, it looks individual, and it looks um, eclectic and eccentric um, for each one of our students. And that's, you know, one of the favorite pieces of this school um, for me. Um, you know, if we have a student that comes in, um, for instance, we had one that um, actually was was homeless and living in another state and, and moved here with another family member. And when he joined us, he was, I mean, he had barely enough credits to be considered a freshman. And we were able to, the support staff were able to meet and kind of spearhead and and talk with the state from where he came from and work out a plan where he actually only ended up graduating one semester later um, than when he was supposed to. Um, so we were really able to figure out what holes and what things had been left behind that he wasn't able to accomplish, meet him where he was at, and then get really creative in an approach um, with his classes so that he was able to excel and see that graduation was something that he could do when he didn't think that he could. So if you've been in high school or you know a high schooler, you know that academics is only one piece of the puzzle. There's a lot going on um, for young people going through those four years. A lot of that has to do with culture and feeling safe and also working through issues that that students may have, whether that is um, those are behavioral issues or um, social issues. One of the things and it was one of the things that had attracted me to next um, from the beginning was 
because of the size, it's smaller. Our average classes range anywhere from, you know, six or eight students up till about 20 or so. Um, so we're able to have a smaller environment um, that really is able to be supportive and safe for our students. And when we create a community or the culture within this school um, has really been, you know, and, and uh, you know, if you know about next, you know, of the pillars of respect yourself and the space and respect others. And when those three, when those three pillars are being honored, uh, we create an environment that helps students ha have the opportunity to thrive, um, to feel safe, to be okay with, you know, talking to other peers that are next to them, um, to saying hello to each other in the hallways. Everyone has a story and everybody's walking their own walk right now. Um, and what's nice about Next is that not only are we trying to provide an education for our students, um, but the relationships, the connections that we have with our students, they understand that we do truly care about them, um, that we do want to see them succeed. And they see that in our actions and how we treat them. Um, we treat them as an individual and we're able to have that environment here where um, everybody can just be comfortable with who they are. So as our students grow into maturity, right, there, there are going to be some bumps along the way, some mistakes made. What does it look like for a student to make a mistake and then have a path towards, uh, towards restoration here within the space and with their, with their peers and with their teachers? The big approach that we try to take here at Next is a restorative, um, restorative practice and restorative approach. You know, you have a punitive approach, which is just doing time and being consequence, suspension, or, oh, you get a detention. Um, but here what we do is we try to recognize the behavior, the issue at hand. Maybe someone is being disrespectful um, to somebody else or, or to themselves or, or did some sort of vandalism to the school or things like that. I mean, it is a high school. Things do happen. Um, but what we do, instead of just punishing them, um, we take the opportunity to make it a teachable moment or to try to do that at least. Um, we create an environment where they know that they're safe, but they also know that they're going to be held accountable. Mm -hmm. So there are consequences for their decisions, but we want them to understand who's been affected around them um, the harm that they've caused to our community um, and to the people within our community. And then when they're able to understand that and make those connections, then they're able to, to learn that they don't want someone else to feel that way again, or they do have respect for this place, so they won't do the same action again. So then at that point, um, they're able to repair the harm to, you know, whether that's apologies, whether that's fixing the vandalism, whatever that is. Um, I mean, like I said, they do need to be held accountable um, to their choices and have consequences, but it then alleviates us potentially, hopefully, not having to get to the point where, um, you know, we are looking at some of um, the other more definitive consequences where they wouldn't potentially be able to be a part of our school anymore and things like that. So, I mean, do we have students that end up, you know, working their way through here and end up moving on to other schools? Absolutely. It's not the perfect fit for everybody, um, but it is a safe place to have the opportunity to be able to learn to make changes and grow and mature while you're here at high school. One example that I can think of um, as far as the restorative approach for one of our students is um, we had a young man join us uh, last fall. He was at, you know, a local high school here and had pages and pages of um, of punishments, I, per se, um, that were done, whether it was detention, um, suspensions and things like that due to, uh, you know, some pretty explicit and inappropriate behaviors. Since he's been here now um, and you know, we're almost at a year and a half. This is his third semester. He hasn't had any suspensions. He has not been talked to about potential expulsions um, for creating an unsafe environment. And this happens because, um, you know, when he's in the classroom and he maybe he walks out and is disrespectful to the teacher because he just doesn't care. Um, 
that teacher is able to have the opportunity to share about how his actions affected um, affected that individual um, and how it made them feel. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, his heart and his mind, he doesn't want people to, to feel bad. Um, he's just trying to take control of the situation. So he's been able to learn and to understand um, through through a caring, safe, and supportive approach of what the expectations are. If you don't fulfill the expectations, this is what the consequence is going to be. Um, and he realizes that it's not worth it. Um, so he's really been able to excel. Um, he has, um, like I had said before, he has not been, he hasn't had any suspensions. Um, he has had the highest grades that he has had since his high school career. And, you know, it's also, I guess, important to note that not only, you know, was he having struggles at that high school, he was also part of a group home and the foster care system for the last few years. So for a student to come here after, you know, two years of high school and living in a group home and then be able to, to grow and adapt and to understand and build relationships with the people in the school, um, you know, it's been a really amazing journey for him and he's actually graduating half a semester early and is college bound in January. So it's been, it's been a pretty cool journey to watch him on. When we talk about restorative practice, uh, it's not about, and you mentioned this several times and I appreciate that it's not about students not having accountability or having expectations. Restorative practice means <laughs> that at next high school, we can help give them a choice to say, to confront them with the choice that they've already made. Right, potentially to be disrespectful or, or disruptive to the environment, whatever it is, um, and then also give them a next choice to say, now how how will you choose to restore or make this right and and become uh, a part of our healthy culture again? And then if they choose restoration, there's a path for that. And if if they choose not to, if they choose to persist in you know their their behaviors, you know, like like you said. You know, some students do cycle out or, um, you know, it's not a good fit for them. But there's that there's that choice and accountability. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, everything, you know, I, I, I say this a lot is everything you say and everything you do affects everybody around you. Um, and that pertains at home and the community and also in school. And, you know, our students, they do make mistakes. They make really big, serious mistakes sometimes, too. Um, they're teenagers. You know, they're, they're trying to figure out where's the boundary, how far can they push, what can they do, what can they get away with. Um, and it's important that we create the safe space um, by raising, you know, by having high structure and having high support, being very clear with our expectations um, and what the potential consequences are going to be, then we're able to give them the the time and the opportunity to try to work through it. I mentioned at the top of our conversation, social emotional learning. Um, can you talk a little bit about what that, well, first of all, what the term means and then what it means specifically here at Next High School and maybe some examples? Sure. Um, <clears throat> so for, you know, social emotional learning for our students, it's also termed as SEL and it's been all over, especially with everything with, you know, COVID and and what do we need to do to, you know, what do we have to do to meet the needs of our students? Um, and so what we do um, here at Next, I mean, we have an advisory program, um, which is an opportunity for um, each of our students to have one kind of go-to um, support staff or teacher um, that is their advisor that they can work with individually to get support. Um, that teacher can be their advocate, that can be their um, liaison, just somebody, you know, a safer to talk to, and also some accountability um, for grades and things like that. I have open door policy. So if any students need 
um, any additional support or to talk through things um, and look at different options, um, they're always welcome to, you know, to come to my office and receive that. We want them to have the opportunity. They need to have a safe environment um, to be able to to learn, to understand um, how they feel, how they're affected, and um, to help them to feel safe and supported within the school environment. So we have the three pillars, respect yourself, uh, respect others, and respect the space. So we really do strive um, to make sure that those are honored. And when those are honored, it gives all of our students, um, whether it's students that are coming you know, to us from being homeschooled their whole career, um, and parents and the student are interested in trying to transition into you know, a more quote unquote regular you know, high school setting before that student moves on to college or work. Um, whether it's a student that's gone to a really big school and just got lost in the shuffle or fell through the cracks and really wasn't, their needs just really weren't being met. Um, here at Next High School, they're given the opportunity. It is a safe environment. It's not a clicky place. Everybody takes care of each other, um, and it's a community. So we raise each other up. We walk through this, you know, this whole high school life, um, and you know, students whether they you know are struggling with depression or with you know anxiety, um, whether it's in the classroom or related to social settings, um, because it's a smaller setting, because it's a safe setting, it gives them the opportunity to figure out who they are, um, figure out what their interests are, what they're good at, um, what they're striving to be, um, and then you know as we you know try to prepare them for life after high school, they can start that journey here um, and start building on those skills. And be empowered um, so that when they do graduate from high school, whether they're going to college or the workforce or trade schools, um, you know, that they they have that skill set. And it's because of, um, you know, the safety here that all students, regardless of what their struggles are um, and what their strengths are, are able to, to, to work through here and build on. Staying on the topic of meeting students where they are, we also have a whole school approach to academic support accommodations and our special education department. Yeah. So, you know, we've talked about, you know, we've got support in the community. We've got support in the classroom um, as far as with the teachers, uh, you know, with myself as a school counselor here. Um, Another piece of our whole approach is also our special education department um, where they are able to meet meet our students where they're at, like we, you know, we have said, um, and be able to assist in what, um, what strategies or accommodations are necessary to help them um, achieve to be the best that they can be academically as well as socially and emotionally. Um, some of the different strategies that we have within the school setting um, is we do have some inclusive classrooms where we'll have additional academic support, um, a, a teacher, you know, an additional teacher in the class to help um, with some of those students that might need some individual attention throughout the classroom. Um, throughout the class period, um, as well as we have um, a strategies for success class, which is an academic strategies class, which is teaching them some of the different skills, um, as well as reviewing their academics um, and giving them additional support and the opportunity to complete assignments and get um, you know extra help that they need. Um, so the the special education department works closely with um, with myself and with the families um, in developing the best education plan to help those students be successful. So like every school in 2020, um, this has been a challenging year, you know, schools going to virtual and, and students and families and really everyone in the community finding their feet again um, amid this challenge. Lenny, one of the things that you led out towards the end of last academic school year was, as we saw our families and our students struggle, 
with um, COVID-19 related issues or with, you know, when our school went, like every school in the state, when we went to virtual um, instruction towards the end of the year, um, you noticed and, and we all noticed that there were some students who, without that support here on campus, were starting to fall behind. And we wanted to, to act quickly and make sure that they were supported. So you actually helped develop a program that we've continued into this year. Do you want to describe that that program and how it supports our students? Sure. Um, so we <clears throat> we started um, a team which is called the interdisciplinary team, um, and so IDT for short. So the IDT actually um, before even before we went virtual, um, we had discussed about starting um, because we were having students that we were recognizing were you know like Nathan, like you just mentioned, um, were struggling um, in all different areas, whether it was academically, socially, and or emotionally. Um, and we wanted to be able to take a whole person approach and work with different parts of the team within the school and sit around the table and be able to identify what are some of the issues and concerns that we have as a school and also um, for some students in particularly and what we can do to support them to help them succeed. Um, then obviously with, you know, with COVID, um, when we all were working from home, it became a different focus. And it was more, um, it was more being able to, um, to really be a support system and kind of we were the connection uh, to these students, to the school, um, for the duration of the last school year. So what did that look like? So, you know, what that was, was it was our attendance, it was our records director, it was um, our campus manager, myself, um, our peer support director um, as well, and, um, you know, our administration team, our leadership team. Um, and it would be an opportunity for us to identify um, what students were potentially, you know, who could possibly fall through the cracks, who was falling behind in their classes, who was dropping off of the radar, who hadn't we heard from. Um, so what we were doing is we got referrals from teachers directly and from the attendance um, clerk initially to to recognize kind of the, that was kind of the initial red flag of something's not right. Um, and then that student would then be paired up with one of the staff member that I had just mentioned. And then it was our role and responsibility each week to make a connection to those children, to those students and or to their family. Um, to identify what the issue was. Was it that they didn't have electricity? Was it that they didn't have the internet? Um, was it they were just depressed and didn't want to get out of bed? So meeting that student where they were at and their family where they were at, figuring out what holes they had and what gaps needed to be filled. And then we took it upon ourselves to try to fill in those gaps um, to help support the families and the students so that they would be able to be successful. Um, and for us, what that meant was that at the end of the school year, we actually had to send a report into the state um, identifying, you know, the number and who, which students we were not able to make contact with. Um, and I can actually say <laughs> with great pride, because it was a lot of work, um, that the, as of the end of last year, we had made contact with each one of our students throughout, um, throughout COVID, throughout online learning. Um, and that is because of that team. We do still meet weekly um, for, you know, at least an hour and a half and review any students that we may have some concerns about, whether it is social, emotional or academic struggles, um, and then to still, you know, really identify the plan um, so that they can be able to pass their classes and to be successful. So. At a lot of schools, a lot of the time, students aren't really paid this close attention to the way you've described until they've become a real issue until they're on the verge of suspension or expulsion or or failing out or dropping out um, or just disappearing just you know we never hear from them again and what I've heard you describe through the counseling program through our academic support and through this interdisciplinary team is an approach that takes everyone on our team like you said it's it's a lot of work but we invest in this work 
so that that is not the story of our students, um, or we strive for that not to be the story of our students. Their journey with us is their journey from where they are, right, meeting them where they are into their future, and a strong future, and one that they can be really proud. Of course, we're proud of them, but it's even more impactful when they can be proud of their own journey and, and excited about the opportunities ahead of them. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, I, I feel like I sign, I end a lot of emails um, to parents and families saying it takes a village. And um, it's what's important about uh, about Next and what makes my heart happy um, in being a part of the team here is that we meet each student where they're at. Um, we build them up when they are doing well and they're excelling and they are getting the straight A's or doing dual enrollment classes and doing great in internships and going to great colleges. And, you know, everybody else along there, uh, we meet them where they're at and we challenge them to continue to, you know, to, to believe in themselves, to grow um, so that when they do graduate and when they do walk away from here, um, we know that we met them where they were at and we walked the road with them and we did it well. Um, and we did it in a proactive approach and in a team approach. And, you know, we, we really take care of each other and the families as well. Great. That's a great place for us to come full circle and close this episode out. Lenny, thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. And we will sign off with that. We'll see you next time. <laughs>